crew all season long on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings. Now live from American Family Field, here's your host, Dominic Catronio. Can't say I didn't warn you. Talked about it earlier this week. A's are going to be coming in white hot. You can never underestimate a team in the big leagues. And they win 5-2. to two. They win the opening game of the series. They used an opener. And, of course, the opener was left-handed, so it technically doesn't help the uh, numbers for facing left-handed starters. But a weird night for the offense. Only four hits. Just a a few things to break down. I am not going to hit the overreact button. I understand some people might, judging by the text line, if you already have, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. We're with Jeff Cirillo right now, and and Jeff, I mean, you know the feeling when, you know, the the records are what they are. The A's coming in, that's only their 15th win of the season. But the truth of the matter is, there's still big leaguers on the other side, and they want to win just as much as you want to win. And sometimes, that team wins. Yeah, it's funny you said that uh, that the the A's were white hot because they've... uh... Won two games in a row and right coming in here, but like you said, everyone's everyone's in the big leagues and everyone's on the schedule and and like you said, there's a lefty on the mound. So I only I know it was a a reliever starter, but I mean if you look at it, he went one and he struck out struck out the side. So yeah, and he came in and was very effective and and did his job to say the least. So the thing that jumps out to me just four hits, obviously, but I I think the biggest thing is the Brewers didn't have a hit beyond the second inning and Luis Medina. They had him on the ropes. I mean, the bullpen was up and throwing in the second inning after Urias' double off the very tip-top of the wall in right center field. I mean, he was over 30 pitches for the inning. It looked like Medina was not going to last out of that, that first inning that he appeared in. And then all of a sudden, he found the slider again and never looked back. And the way that Craig Council described it after the game was, being effectively wild for, for folks who don't for folks who don't know what that means. Have you faced a guy that's effectively wild, and what does that feel like in the box? Yeah, it's one of those ones. I remember when I played an A ball in Beloit. It was probably the hardest year to get out of, just based on the fact that the the guys had stuff, but they just didn't know how to um, sequence it right. So then you're up there, it's two zero, and then all of a sudden it's paint, and it's three one, and then it's paint, and then it's a wipeout slider or something like that that they have in the in the tank. But it's funny because uh, Katze, to get Medina, because he'd had trouble starting the games, right? So that's why they went to the reliever. And then they had him, right? That was basically he started the game in the second inning, and they had him on the ropes. And then he got comfortable, and then obviously the stuff plays. And so, I mean, he was he was in a big piece in the trade with the Yankees last year. So, Yeah, he was one of the main returns for the Frankie Montas deal a year ago. And, and then he re- you knew he was recovered. When in the third inning, he found that slider and got Contreras and got Yelich both on that slider. Then Weimer ended up lining out on one of the only well-hit balls of the evening. But, I mean, the fact that four hits doesn't matter who you're playing. Four hits is not going to win a game more often than not. And then on the flip side, your pitching staff allowing seven walks. This wasn't a game that, you know, it was a tight contest and the A's just beat the Brewers. And I give credit to the A's. But the Brewers, in part, kind of beat themselves with all the walks and the free passes and not having effective at-bats. Yeah, it's one of those ones where you see Adrian Hauser, right? I mean, he's one of those guys, right? If You, you see that he's he's got pinpoint control and he's got a heavy sinker, but, you know, the four-walk is an alarming thing for a pitcher like him, although he, he pitched great last game. 
he wasn't able to duplicate it tonight and he just didn't have great command of his sinker tonight. And for, for Hauser, it, it's, it did kind of come out of nowhere given how good he had been his last couple of starts and having a clunker like this against a team like the A's is frustrating, I know. But the thing with Hauser today, he was getting two strikes. He was getting ahead. I mean, in that first inning, everybody but Ruiz had two strikes on him because Ruiz put the first pitch in play. So it, it's not a problem of throwing strikes, but and yes, he did walk four guys today, but it's more of a matter of getting outs tidy. He wants outs and four pitches or less, and he barely did that today. Yeah, I mean, it, it, give credit to the Oakland A's, right? I mean, they've always been one of those teams. They never hit for a great average, but they've always had guys, it seems like they target guys that draw out at bats, right? So they might not have great batting averages, but you could see a lot of them that they might not have great batting averages, but they do have pretty decent on-base percentage and on-base guys that can uh, leave those breaking balls in the dirt. And, and, I mean, you mentioned the on-base percentage. I mean, Ryan Noda leads the American League in on-base percentage. And, and Noda drew a walk in the first, but they held him without a hit or any time on base for the rest of the game. And, you know, yes, you had all those walks in the middle innings, the fourth, fifth, and sixth, but yet only one of them scored. The bullpen pitched well enough to keep the Brewers in this game. And this is not totally on the pitching staff, but really mostly on on the offense, in my opinion. I think it was really important that we saw Hobie Milner get two innings of work in today. We saw Tyson Miller pitch effectively. We saw Bryce Wilson pitch effectively. The guys that obviously don't get a ton of headlines because they pitch in games like this or they pitch the bridge, the fourth, fifth, sixth inning, that kind of thing, to have those guys getting tidied up and feeling better is just as important as getting starters back on track. And yes, Hauser wasn't on track today, but some of those secondary guys in the bullpen kept the Brewers kept the Brewers a chance to win this game. I mean, the Brewers bullpen has just been great all season long. I mean, this is all the games that I basically watch. It's basically their their starting pitching and, and more importantly their relief pitching and their defense. And like you said, if they score more than four runs in a game, they're they're pretty unbeatable. They're pretty unbeatable, and they haven't done it for the last two days. We're just getting going with Jeff Cirillo. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. That's our old National Bank talking text line. I want to tell you, though, that Brewers Extra Innings is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank with the local Milwaukee team. Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Brewers fall 5-2. to two. More to come with Jeff after this. Brewers fall by a 5-2 final today. I'm Dom Catronio. Jeff Cirillo is still with us here on WTMJ. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. Or you can tweet me at Dom underscore Catronio. One of these texts just made me chuckle. Simply saying four hits against the last place team. Yikes. Well, I mean, you're not wrong. Four hits is going to lose a lot of games, and it's also frustrating against a team like the Oakland A's. But... When I look at this offense, right, the, the Brewers had did not have a hit beyond the second inning, like we just said. They The big play, too, we'll talk about it in the next segment, not having a, a challenge on Blake Perkins' stolen base attempt, but who knows if it would have mattered in the long run. But the Brewers didn't have that many at-bats with runners in scoring position. Uh, the middle of the order really struggled today. Joey Weimer's hitting streak ended. And it's another case of the Brewers not having... A, a lack of a – they don't have the comeback gene this year. I don't, I don't know if you feel the same way, but the numbers certainly back that up too. 
Yeah, I do. I feel that way. Every time I've seen them go get behind, I remember we did the Tiger series. And it was one of those ones like, oh, it's the Tigers and they'll come back. But it, it just it just kind of felt like it was a, 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 not, a, not a dead feeling, but it just felt like a, a feeling of that the three runs was was insurmountable. Right. And so the, the bats weren't really, really productive. It didn't look like they were quality and just hitting the ball the other way and getting guys on base. So it sometimes it looks like it's a lackluster performance when, when there's good pitching out there. And they only have 10 come-from-behind victories this year in 64 games. So uh, in those 30 losses, you know, they probably have either blown the lead or didn't get the chance to come back because they just haven't been that kind of a team this season. I alarmed it, you know, I, I sounded that alarm a couple weeks ago on Brewers Weekly, and the numbers are really, really uh, troubling to this point in the season. And, and furthermore, the Brewers are now 0-30 when they're trailing after eight innings, so it's pretty much over when they enter the ninth inning, regardless of who the closer is. And when they're trailing, entering the uh, after the sixth inning, they're just 2-24. and So in those final three innings, they've only got two come-from-behind wins. And uh, it, it's that four magic number, but also it just feels like it feels like every pitcher's duel or low offense game has gone the other way this year as opposed to years past where you felt, you know, the Brewers pitching staff is not that bad given all the injuries they've been dealing with right now. But the point is, these pitcher's duels, it's a duel because your offense has struggled as well, and we haven't seen that same oomph, that same power, and that, you know, versatile threat, whether it's, you know, Owen Miller got a couple hits today, but, you know, no homers today again for the Brew crew. And I, I just look at this offense trying to find a way to see, well, What's wrong? It just feels like everybody's in a slump at the same time. Yeah, I know. I mean, you get the shot in the, shot in the arm with Rios coming back and Adamas is back. And so there's really no more excuses, right? This is the kind of the team other than Mitchell in center field. But this is the team that they've kind of broke with and out of, out of camp, maybe without vote. But that being said, you know, hope that these guys, uh, you just believe in their baseball cards on the back and, and, and they'll get going. And, and like I said, you know, they're in first place still based on their defense and their ability in their bullpen, for sure. I mean, I'm just looking at some numbers here. I, I feel bad for Rowdy right now, too. Rowdy's really in a funk. He had the day off but came off the bench today, ended up grounding out back to the mound. You can see the frustration boiling for him. Rowdy's just five for his last 43. Uh, and just one extra base hit in that time, it was a fluky triple against the Blue Jays up in Toronto. Uh, Rowdy's a little bit off right now, and you know, having him in the middle of the order on normal nights, you're really excited about it. And right now, I, I mean, we, we talk about Yelich a lot, we talk about Willie a lot, but it feels like very quietly, Rowdy's been in a, in a little bit of a funk here for the last two weeks. Well, that's one of those ones. I mean, they just beat the, the Orioles right two out of three, and they won a, had a big series out in, in Cincinnati. So, I mean, we kind of going to browbeat the, the, the offense a little bit, but they're still able to uh, win baseball games and uh, and find a way to win the games, especially you know, especially in those extra innings games. It seems like they've been very good. But like you said, you know, Telez is off, and so when the other team, other guys aren't hitting, the other stars of the team aren't hitting, you know, sometimes the uh, the spotlight lands on Telez. It's it's tough given, you know, you think first base is a position of power, a position of some serious pop, and that just hasn't been there right now, but it'll come. It'll come. It's something that the Brewers obviously need some urgency in that regard, and they will find some urgency coming soon. But, I mean, how do you – it's – we've talked about it before. This is a, a series that you should win. And, yes, it's not going to be a sweep. And if you win the series, it's not the end of the world. Maybe you think, all right, well, maybe we could have swept them, but that's neither here nor there. You didn't sweep them. Okay, so now you dust yourself off. You get ready for tomorrow. And it's as simple as put it in there and flush it and get ready to play at 3 o'clock. 
I mean, 162 games, you know, they flush these ones pretty quick. You know, yes, you know, you're one of those teams, you know, you're playing the Oakland A's, sometimes you don't get up for them or whatever it is. And then lo and behold, you're, you get behind in the game and then they got this the pitcher. And look, I mean, I think it's Eberg, the old, the old, old brewer. I think he was a, uh, a position player, right? So he was pumped up out there, right? Pitching two innings, probably his best yeah, Ursa, outing in yeah. the major leagues. Ursig, excuse me, pitching two innings. So he was motivated, right? So, I mean, all of a sudden, you know, you get to the ninth inning, you're down by three, and then you got a or experienced reliever in May coming out to close the game for his second save of the year, by the way. Yeah, second straight game with the save for him. They've been, uh, no one had multiple saves until tonight for the A's, and this is the first time they've won three games in a row uh, in a season as well. I got somebody tweeted to me like, why didn't the Brewers just keep Lucas Ursag? Look how nasty he is. The changeup looks great. Like, well, You're seeing one game, okay? He allowed three runs the other day against the Marlins in a loss. Uh, they got beat up in that game. He allowed a run. He only got one out facing uh, three batters against the Pirates uh, to end the fifth, come back out for the sixth, gave up uh, a walk as well. I mean, it's not perfect. He, he looked good tonight, don't get me wrong, but it it was more of a favor, I think, for the for Lucas. And I'm congrats to him. What we've talked about what he's been through. He beat alcoholism. He changed positions. A former high end pick, and uh, continues to drive and be competitive. And now he's pitching in the big leagues, and that's something they can never take away from you. Congratulations to Lucas on making it to the show and pitching in the big leagues. And he's racking up strikeouts now. And the Brewers saw him first, right? Yeah, I mean, hats off to a guy that, that has overcome stuff like that. And to get to the major leagues, you know, fortunately for him that he had a golden arm, right? So, I mean, the bat didn't work. So, like I said, you know, I mean, you shorten the game and you get a guy like that out there and he's motivated and he's got a little bit more extra confidence and, and commitment to the pitches facing facing guys that he really wants to wants to, to beat, right? And so you got the best of him tonight. It was uh, one of those nights, you put it in there, you flush it, and you come right back here for a beautiful day tomorrow. We're going to talk, though, about a difference-making moment tonight. I think we have a similar one here coming up with Jeff Cirillo. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's a loss, but it's only worth one. There's another game tomorrow. I'm Dom Catronio with Jeff Cirillo, 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620. Let's get to our difference-making moment of the game, shall we? It's brought to you by Annex Wealth Management. Annex Wealth Management's different, not driven by commission sales or pushing financial products you may not actually need, but for elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need. Contact Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference at Annex Wealth. Com. We were texting about this earlier, Jeff. I think we have a similar one here. What's your pick for your difference-making moment? Well, there's a couple, I guess. Um, I'm going to let you take the second one. So I'm going to go with the, the start of the game with Ruiz. You know, first pitch, fastball. He just ambushes first pitch. He's got 29 stolen bases. And then he steals a base, and then they get the, the knock to get a one-run lead to get them off off and going, right, on the road. And so, and then and I know you have a different one. You know, I look at that, you know, yes, Ruiz scores, but then I look at the guy behind him, Ryan Noda, when – Loriano hits that triple, right? Ruiz scores. Noda trying to score from first on that play. He makes one heck of a slide at the plate, and the Brewers decided to use their challenge there. I didn't get a chance to see the number that was given from Pat Murphy from the replay room. You know, the Brewers have a number system on their replays where they say a one means absolutely do not challenge. A five means yes, challenge, we're going to win this. And a three means uh, it could go either way. And I didn't see the finger. I would have assumed it would have been a three there because the call stood. It was not confirmed. And by using your challenge at the top of the first inning and losing it, 
The Brewers didn't have a chance to use it again. Now, granted, I don't know how much of a difference it would have made if Blake Perkins was able to keep that stolen base in the fourth inning. But that was at least one opportunity the Brewers would have used their challenge and would have won that challenge, perhaps, when Blake Perkins was tagged on the leg. But it's a little thing, a game within the game. But uh, the fact that already having a down 2 nothing and without your challenge was always going to be an uphill battle. Yeah, but it's definitely one that you got to challenge, right? It's a play at the plate. It ends the inning. And, you know, I mean, you definitely roll the dice on a challenge. It was a close one, right, at home plate. But it, it takes a run off the board and gives you another out. So, I mean, you're kind of stuck in that situation. I know it was the first inning. And you might not win it. And then you might not be without challenge. And it's just old school baseball. You're looking ahead here. I'm going to try to get a little greedy now if I'm the Brewers, right? You have to win this series. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You have to win this series. This is the worst team in baseball, but they're playing hard. I give the Oakland A's credit. And the point is the Brewers should be a team that is in the playoff hunt. And they certainly are in first place in the Central, but we don't really care about records at this point. The fact is you stack up series wins, you look at where you are at the end of the year, and good things will happen. But the Brewers need to make sure they get off on the right foot tomorrow. We've talked about how much better they are when they score first this season. And they're doing it against a guy, Paul Blackburn, who's come back from the injured list in the last week and a half or so. He was an A's all-star in the first half last season. He's one of their main arms that they can rely on this season. And it'll be a more traditional day where you see the same righty. And and not to alarm folks, but another lefty will be starting on Sunday. So the Brewers kind of, I just really want to see them, I'm sure you feel the same way, Jeff, come out tomorrow and just issue a punch in the mouth right in the start. Just flush whatever feeling you had today and just try to get off as quickly as possible. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, just it's one of those ones. It's like the 162 games and everyone's on the schedule and sometimes you run into buzzsaw, a team gets hot. They get a little confidence out there. Look, I mean, the, the Oakland A's are a team that, that, that beat the Braves twice at, at, at home, and they almost swept them. So, like you said, you know, they're all major leaguers, and they might not have a lot of wins, but they're still a major league team with major league caliber semi-players, and it all starts and stops with the guy on the mound. And at the end of the day, when you win a series, that's all you remember, right? If the Brewers come back, win tomorrow, win Sunday – they won the series against the Oakland A's. In theory, they did what they were supposed to do. You you don't get mad about losing one game when you're winning series. You're still gaining a game on the field. And if you're asking for more than that, I, I understand folks maybe predicted a sweep in this series. Hey, it's not a sweep. So put it away and try to come back and get a W tomorrow. Yeah, it's very hard to sweep teams even in the major leagues. But, I mean, throw those, you flush it and – no matter if you're a hero or a goat, and once the once the clock turns midnight and it comes twelve one, it's a new day. And and you know, on paper, the Brewers look good tomorrow. And I'll tell you what, you and I are both having a better night than that dumb fan that ran onto the field in the ninth inning. <laughs> you know, I, I always like them. You know, I don't understand why they don't show it. I mean, it's like okay, he's running out there, and, and even BA is like, oh, he's going to spend a night in jail and whatever. And obviously, trying to to to, to not encourage something like that. But you know, I, and sometimes I like to see it. It's kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of with you. I don't understand why we don't show it on television either, given it's going to be on every cell phone video in the ballpark anyway after the fact. Even Dallas Braden shared it on his Instagram, color analyst of the Oakland A's television. So uh, <laughs> the dude's an idiot. He's spending a night in jail. Uh, he's going to have a hefty fine to pay, and uh, he won't be able to come back to a Brewer game anytime soon. But don't worry, uh, Jeff Searle, we'll be chatting with you again soon. Appreciate your Wait, insight I, as always. I, I, what you got? 
how do they how do they how do they have a bit how can you actually say that that, that how can you fight you tell a guy you can come back right i mean everyone goes there it's like they don't have a, a id that that says like oh you can't come back right so it's one of those I, ones i think, I think they like, enforce optically yeah yeah it's like optically slash uh you know I think it's a little bit of honor code in there too, right? Where it's like, all right, if I yeah. go here and get caught, you know, the, there's another legal procedure that follows that if I get caught at a game. And I don't know if he wants to be that guy the next time he comes to a game. And, and you know, hey, I, we use Face ID to open up our cell phones nowadays, man. There's crazy surveillance in this world that I don't even want to get into the, into the weeds of. But the point <laughs> is that dude ain't coming to a game again, all right? <laughs> Not for a while. Got it, got it. All right. Awesome. Jeff Cirillo, appreciate your time as always, my friend. All right, Dominic. Good night, bud. Good night, bud. All right. We'll have uh, some hot and cold reaction and uh, Craig Council coming up in just a little bit. We'll with you to the bottom of the hour. We're at the top right now. Brewers fall 5-2 to two on WTMJ. All right, it's a loss. Break it down a little bit more here in this segment. I'm Dom Catronio, 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620. That's the old National Bank talking text line, old National Bank, get old. Going down the box score here real quick, like we said earlier, Owen Miller had uh, multiple hits. He was the only brewer with multiple hits, going two for three. He also drew a walk, did not strike out today. His batting average is 314. He's our pick for who's hot right now as he continues to impress. He also got another start in the leadoff spot, and another start at first base. We may see a little bit more of that, especially against left-handed starters, while the Brewers currently roll out with two left-handed traditional first basemen in Rowdy Telez and John Singleton. This season, uh, when Owen bats first, he is now hitting 432 when he's at the top of the order with, get this, a 462 on-base percentage. And I'm all for Yelly being a leadoff man, but I think we you've certainly circled Owen Miller as a leadoff man now against left-handed pitching. And then maybe you slide Yelly in the two spot or you slide Yelly down in the cleanup spot where you put him today, uh, knowing that eventually that lefty's going to be out of the game. Granted, Yelly really struggled today 0-3 with a walk and 3Ks. It's a game. It happens and uh, I'm not going to overreact to a, a tough night for Christian Yelich. But looking elsewhere on this box score, right? Willie went 0 for 4. William went 0 for 4. Yelly 0 for 3. Weimer 0 for 3 with a walk. Uh, Yelly also had a walk drawn. But, I mean, that's your meat of the order. And then Brian Anderson there in the sixth spot, also 0 for 4. You know, we, we talk about the four hits. You're not going to win many games. And when none of those four hits are in you two through six hitters, you're especially not going to be setting up for success in this one. So that middle of the order is cold. Owen Miller is most definitely hot. It's brought to you by Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Trust in your family's comfort at home this summer with Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Don't wait until it's too late for your AC preventative maintenance. I've already got my AC cranking. Schedule your appointment today at Cider. That's S-E-I-D-E-R.com. Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Family helping families. Since 1912, uh, a couple of texts rolled in as well. Uh, another text you're agreeing about Telez. Saying, can't believe I'm saying this, but maybe Telez needs to see a little, little bit less of him. I think a little breather was the point of today, given a left-handed opener was starting against him. And that's why John Singleton's here. But now John uh, has not quite translated from his AAA numbers into the big leagues right now. But another thing to keep in perspective right now for the Brewers... 
I, we briefly mentioned it the other day, but at one point, the Brewers' 40-man roster was completely tapped, meaning everybody in AA or AAA that was active at one point was not on the 40-man roster. Right now, it has since come back. Like Abner Uribe and Cam Robinson are back, you know, off the act on the active list right now. But essentially, if you had called somebody up at one point uh, on one of those days when they were completely tapped, meaning everybody in AAA was not on the forty-man roster, meaning you would have to make a corresponding move. Same in AA. Now that has since changed, but it's not by much. So. Keep that in perspective, the fact that the Brewers have dealt with so many injuries this year, and they're not alone. I'm never going to say they're the only team dealing with injuries, but they are dealing with impact injuries. Yes, they just got Weicho back, but still missing Brandon Woodruff. Uh, Wade Miley is going to throw a uh, rehab start in Biloxi on Sunday, and they hope maybe his next start could be in the big leagues. They have not confirmed that, but they are hoping that depending on how he bounces back from his start on Sunday with the Shuckers. Eric Lauer is pitching in AAA. He'll throw a few more times in AAA. Matt Bush is pitching in AAA. Brandon Woodruff is still playing catch. They expect him back sometime after the All-Star break. So the point is the Brewers have reinforcements on the way. And maybe, maybe... They get creative with the trade or two, and I'd love to see that. We're getting close to that time of year where that team that kind of sets the market, right, somebody can really shock the world by getting a piece earlier than you anticipate, right? Maybe, you know, the starting pitching market is always a big topic of concern and a topic of uh, a need. Everybody always needs pitching. Everybody always needs relief pitching, things of that nature. Sometimes if you can jump the market, if you can get there first, you can afford not paying too much. You get to set the price. You get to say what you're worth. It, it just depends on what your target is going to be. On the flip side of things, this is a target I think a lot of folks talked about last season. Ramon Laureano. I had a few folks tweet to me about Ramon Laureano. Reminder of how good he's been. He's on a 10-game hitting streak right now. He fits the bill. He's right-handed. So he'll be playing against lefties. He can play all three outfield positions. Uh, Blake Perkins is on the 40-man, obviously. He was always seen as a depth option, but now he's been thrust into more of a starter's role because of Tyrone Taylor's injury. It's something to consider. I don't know if the Brewers would exchange their future for just a a one more half of a season with uh, Ramon Laureano because he's a free agent to be after next season, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and No, actually, he's got another two years until he's a free agent, so he might be a little more expensive than you may anticipate as far as prospect capital goes. But Ramon, with the cannon arm, and uh, he's had a really good approach at the plate as of late, certainly is going to be a candidate for a lot of teams this season. We're going to hear from Craig Council coming up next, and then we'll also get you ready for tomorrow's game with the uh, Brewers and the A's. They fall 5-2 to two today. More to come after this. A loss is a loss. Like I said a moment ago, it's only worth one. Brewers will be right back at it tomorrow at 3-10 first pitch. Our coverage will begin at 2, actually. I've got you covered for Brewers warm-up tomorrow at 2 and Sunday at noon as well. Getting ready for the Brew Crew and the Oakland A's. Uh, I'll have some content ready for you tomorrow. Then on Sunday, 
going to have uh, my dad come on over and pop over. For those who don't know, my dad's radio broadcaster of the Oakland A's. I've been accused of being a Benedict Arnold all day, and I'm sick of it. I'm absolutely sick of it. I'm here working for the Brewers, okay? The A's didn't hire me. The Brewers hired me, all right? We cool? Cool. Uh, the Brewers tomorrow will throw Julio Tehran onto the mound. Tehran's been great. I mean, what a, what a find. We've talked about it every time that he has pitched this season, that he has been somebody that maybe you see sticking around a little bit longer than the Brewers anticipated when they initially signed him. He's now gone at least six innings in each of his last two starts of the three that he's made with the Brewers. I mean, his ERA is just one five six. He's only allowed three earned runs in 17 and a third innings. He's not striking out guys. He's getting ground balls. He's not afraid of the ball in play. It's a 61% balls in play are grounders against him. So I, I love what we've seen from him. But yet, the Brewers are just 1-2 and two in his starts because in two of those losses, those two losses, they were shut out. So something's got to change tomorrow. He'll be going up against Paul Blackburn for the Oakland A's. Again, coverage is at 2. Game is at 310 right here on WTMJ. As for tonight, Brewers fall 5-2. to two. Let's listen to the manager, Craig Council, with his meeting with the media after the game. You know, I thought Medina was pretty good. He was, you know, that's what I would describe as effectively wild after that. And uh, But he's, but he's, you know, he's got a good arm and he made enough pitches um, to not to not get himself in trouble. And, you know, we didn't, we didn't square the ball up against him. Um, you know, it's a good arm and he threw enough strikes to to kind of navigate his way through the lineup. Do you feel like your offense, the opener, has a tangible effect, or, or what, what would the effects be? I mean, those are the, you know, there was maybe one decision with the pitching pitching move they made today, so it's, you know, eight of the nine guys are the same guys going to be in there today, so, um, you know. Uh, you can't you can't say we this we had multiple shots against the starter and guys had three three plate appearances just just didn't get any thought and then we had we had three innings against their bullpen or the you know in the back and back of Medina as well. You've seen some of her say pitching. Um, what would you think in the game? No, I, didn't, I mean we didn't score against them. How much was uh, the walks story today for pitching too? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean. I think Adrian, kind of in the first inning, the sinker was just up too much, probably. Um, and then, um, and then, you know, as we went the walks, kind of as we went on, and obviously in Trevor's inning, the walks, you know, he came into a tough spot with first and second, nobody out, and kind of wiggled it out out of it in the end, with only giving up one. But um, yeah, I mean, the, the first inning, you know, ended up being, you know, Adrian just kind of sinker, just not quite. Locked in quite a right away, and uh, it cost us. There, a note of that slide in the first inning was a, a, just a big play to extend yeah. the inning and get them out. Yeah, uh, very close play, and you know, he I guess he beat it. Yeah, so it just yeah we we had to do it, and um, it was, it's a big play in the game. It's you know difference of let's see that that made it two nothing would have been one nothing with two outs, and yeah, definitely a different inning. What have you seen with McGill this year? Because he has had, I know, a little control trouble, but then he also hundred, you know, hundred mile an hour gas. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, there's he's been effective when in the zone. Um, you know, he was just a little off tonight. He, you know, I thought he did a pretty good job of navigating that inning, even though maybe he didn't have his best command tonight. So 
He's, you know, it, it, he's, he's in the strike zone. He's good. He's pretty good, um, but he's got to control counts like any major league pitcher. Um, it's, it's no matter what your velocity is, you got to, you got to get yourself in good counts. Um, we'll continue to work on it. Uh, a little bit, you know, just a little bit slow. So the sinker was just up a little bit. So they were able to put some more barrel on it than, you know, I wanted them to. And so they were, you know, put some good swings on it and hitting the ball hard there and just didn't make the adjustment quick enough and wasn't able to, you know, get get the ground balls that I needed. And, you know, credit to them. They had a good game plan and didn't chase much. And they were, you know, anytime I missed, they were able to put a, put a bat on it. What surprise were you in? Yeah, tough night table. for Adrian Hauser as well. Our thanks to Valley Sports for that audio. Uh, Brewers fall in this one. Weird night. It, it is what it is. And for Hauser to just, it's just a little bit off in that, that fine line of being a sinker baller these days, right? When you know you have to pitch the contact, and he did get a few strikeouts today too, but when you know you have to pitch the contact, when you're not as effective and you're not hitting your spots, that line is immediately erased because – Look, he doesn't blow guys away, right? He's throwing 94, 93. And the point is, when La- when Hauser's effective, he's hitting corners, he's not afraid of contact. And the reason why he's not afraid of contact is because he's not giving up loud contact. But when he's, you know, for one, he gave up the loud contact to Ramon Laureano, but not much otherwise. When he's beating himself, right, when he's giving walks, when he's allowing base runners on his own, that's when things get even more stressful for him. So he knew it, and Craig Council saw it, and it's just a tough start, and the rest was history. The Brewers, you know, just that first inning was the difference of the game because the Brewers only scored two runs tonight. But we're going to play some highlights coming up next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's a loss. Highlights to play, though, from this one. 5-2 with Adrian Hauser on the mound. Ramon Laureano is on fire right now. He gets a couple more hits today. And he started off the scoring in this one in the first inning, ripping it the other way with two strikes on him and some nifty slide work at the very end of this play. And the pitch. Line to right. This is trouble in the corner. And it is going to be a fair ball. And a couple of runs are going to score. The throw coming home. And safe. He got around the tag of Contreras. Bob Euchre's call there and made it 2-0. And then Loriano would come in with two outs and two strikes on a single through the left side by Jonah Bride. So before the opener, Sam Maul even touched the ball. It was already 3-0 Oakland A's in this one. The Brewers, though, would get on the board in the second, and they would do it thanks to a leadoff walk against the new bulk man, the guy who was originally slated to start, but using the opener, Luis Medina. Walks have always been his issue. He would walk three batters in this game, including this leadoff one to Joey Weimer. Anderson would fly out. Weimer would steal a bag, by the way, too, moving him to second base, and he's got 10 steals now on the season. Then Blake Perkins taking advantage of his playing time. Medina deals. This one is hit in the air. Playable down the left field side. Can he catch up to it? No! And a run's going to score. Joey Weimer is in easily on what will be a double for Blake Perkins. He hit it about 15 feet off the left field line, and there was no way they were going to catch that. Sometimes you just got to hit it where they ain't. It's that simple, and you get a double out of it. So the Brewers are on the board. They're feeling good, and they were literally 
literally centimeters away from this being a one-run game. 3-2 and coming back. Here it is. Hit in the air to right center and deep. Way back. Get up. Get up. Get out of here. It bounced off the top of the wall. And Luis Urias is going to have a double. That one hit on top of the wall and bounced back our way. Just missed a home run. Yep, right on top of the wall. Oh, man. It was it was literally on top of the wall. Uh, it, it, it's just you feel for Weech. I mean, he hit it well, and he hit it to the opposite field. Maybe that's a sign and something that can unlock him moving forward. That double would make it a 4-2 to ball game. However, the Brewers would leave him stranded after an infield hit from Owen Miller. Then the two of them will be left stranded on the corners after Adamas grounded out. And little did they know that infield hit by Owen Miller would be the last hit of the day for the Brewers' offense. Hang with them. I'll get back after it tomorrow. Brewers and A's coming tomorrow. We'll briefly talk about that one and look around the league in our final segment coming up next. Last couple minutes of the show here with you again. Two o'clock airtime for... Brewers warm up manana on Saturday for a 3-10 first pitch. Looking around the league real quick here, uh, the Pirates hung 14 on the board against the Mets. The Mets did score five in the top of the ninth, trying to make it a little more respectable. The final game was 14 to two entering the ninth as uh, Trevor McGill's brother Tyler McGill started that game. He allowed nine runs on eight hits, not escaping the uh, fourth inning. And now the uh, Mets are certainly. Reeling right now, they're four games under 500 after getting swept by the Atlanta Braves. It is June, so Kyle Schwarber is going wild again. He hits a walk-off homer to defeat the Dodgers. The Phillies have now won six games in a row. They win 5-4 to four over L.A. The Red Sox beat the Yankees to start up that rivalry series out there in the Bronx, a 3-2 final uh, in that one for the Red Sox. As for some other division scores, the Cardinals and Jordan Walker beat up on the Reds 7-4 to in that one. Uh, elsewhere, you have the Cubs just uh, hanging on to a 3-2 lead in San Francisco right now. Marcus Stroman, another quality start uh, in that one as the Cubs lead 3-2 in the top of the eighth inning in a battle of two of the best teams in the American League. The Rays defeat the Rangers 8-3. Isak Paredes had himself a day for Tampa Bay. That's going to look around some scores. Also, the Diamondbacks won, by the way. Diamondbacks are two games clear in the West right now. Keep an eye on the D-backs. They're coming to town here uh, in a little over a week's time. And uh, Zach Allen and Merrill Kelly have been a a pretty darn good one-two punch. And the Brewers are certainly counting the days to see if they're going to get one of those guys. The Brewers fall today, but you wake up tomorrow and uh, get ready to go against the Oakland A's. And Adrian Hauser said it best. People forget, no matter the record, there are big leaguers on the other side, and I couldn't agree more, Adrian. You may be frustrated tonight. You may be freaking out. Withhold that. Let's bottle it up, and let's see how they perform tomorrow. I think tomorrow is going to be a really good day. Julio Tehran against Paul Blackburn, and I hope to see you at the ballpark. It is City Connect uh, flag logo uh, giveaway. It's got the grill logo in the center of this flag and the one that everybody loves, so... First 30,000 ticketed fans will get one of those here at American Family Field tomorrow. My thanks to Justin Pottinger and Matt uh, running the uh, board back. It, uh, Matt, I, it's Sossler, right? I don't want to mess it up for you since you're still rolling in here. So Matt and Justin, Got it right, thanks Dom. to ru- running the board. I'm Dom Catronio. Keep on swinging.